Um, yeah, I was hearing the cutout. Yeah, okay, okay, it was definitely. So just making sure because I think I think it was cutting out on his side by by just no worries. It happens. It, it's always going to be one guy, so it's it could be anybody. <laughs> it could be anybody. <laughs> it could be anybody. Most of the time, it's me. So Miles is probably the uh, the guy I'm trying to get the most on board with technical innovations in uh, audio <laughs> recording and. I'm surprised you have an iPhone, actually. But uh, that's probably the most you. That's probably the furthest he you're at, right? <laughs> what he's trying to say is I'm antiquated. I'm, I'm very. Uh, Sorry, know, we can't I'm use the guy. Signals yeah. for podcasting. Yeah. I just got power tools last year. I'm just kidding. Now, but uh, <laughs> I don't. Now I'm. I don't. I don't know, man. Like, if I don't need it, like, I don't need the, you know, I, I don't need a fridge to show me a TV show. You know what I oh, mean? Like, no. I don't yeah. need. I'm very simple. Like I like old stuff, but to Mike's point, I am probably a little behind on some stuff for communication and telecommunication and whatnot. So, but I like old stuff, man. I don't know. Sorry. It's my, it's yeah, my thing. I still buy right? fix the video game consoles and stuff. And play do, you, do you? Oh yeah, dude. That's been a thing my whole life. What do you, uh, what do you, uh, I was going to tell you, you, you got into this whole thing, uh, with cars and everything. I mean, obviously you were working in a dealership at the time, but Gran Turismo, I got to ask, did, were you on controller or did you have the hardcore, like full simulation, sit in the seat with the headset? I was super poor, bro. And this was PS1. So we didn't even have any of that. Oh man. Yeah. Well, don't feel too bad. Me and Mike were poor kids too. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I was playing shit, dude. Like we lived in the hood in Las Vegas at the time. <laughs> oh wow. My go to uh, yeah. car was the the CRX and the NSX. Those are the two I always picked. Oh nice. Good choice. I think me and Mike were both like three hundred ZX twin turbo guys for like the longest yeah. time because it was like the unobtainium it's... cars at the time where we couldn't yeah. afford. And then we eventually got into them now and we both have them now, but it's like yeah, at the time you're like, oh my god, this will decimate all. Like, <laughs> I was just like, how can a car weigh that weigh that amount really? Like it weighed nothing compared to yeah, anything else. No. All the weight mods, well, and you're just like, man, this thing understeers like a bitch, but it goes all right. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> well, when I, when, I, when I got into cars, like I don't know, my first, you know, my, I started messing with Camaros, and then it was like, hey, they were just boring, and I didn't literally like the scene that they were around, so. Same. This is like pre pre Fast and Furious, like so. I bought a GS uh, an Integra GSR, and I didn't realize it was like apparently everybody said it was like, dude, that's like a really fast, <laughs> like it, it's a fast car. And I was like, all right, cool, let's get, get this done. And then next thing you know, I'm like, I'm doing all the mods that you could do at the time, like go to Home Depot and make your own air filter. Um, oh man! <laughs> well, because that's all there was. There wasn't yeah. anything at the well, time. It was the a- I mean, the, the AP. I worked at O'Reilly for like seven years, right in my high school years and stuff. And they sold the the APR Racing or was it? Yeah, was that, the well, American that, Products that Racing. When, yeah. That was when the scene had already blown up. I mean, we're talking like early days. I mean, there was nothing, dude. Like, oh yeah, yeah was, you ordered it, it from Japan, or you didn't yeah. have shit. And yeah. then like. And then the guys in California that when the scene hit, and this was like pre Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you remember all that, Josh, but it was like about a six yeah. or a, a one year window. And then, and uh, that's when like, I don't know, Super Street started coming out. And then, and then, and then the Fast and Furious scene hit. And I remember we were street, we were out and we had a, a little section we raced at here in San Antonio. And it was probably 10 of us. And that represented the entire like scene underground, like in San Antonio, which is stupid because it was like, you know, almost a million people at the time. Right. 
And yeah. then the night Fast and Furious came out, all these, like, I, I swear to God, it must have been like 50, maybe 60 cars showed up at our spot. And we're like, what mm-hmm. the hell? And they started, like, parking sideways and, like, getting out there with their mom's cars. And then that first night an accident occurred. And I'm like, man, this is going to be bad. Like, and it, mm-hmm. sure enough, you know, like, the heat came around. I'm sure it was like every city was like that. You know, yeah. I'm sure Vegas was like that. You know, and that, that city always had something popping off. And, it, you know. Uh, what was the scene like in Vegas? Vegas was nuts, man. Just because like all the outskirts was still hell at that point. Like like the the late nineties, you know, was when it got taken over from the mob kind of at that point. And like it went more corporate, you know what I mean? Everybody was trying to work on the strip at that time because it was all union and like everybody made good money, including my dad. He was a carpenter, Bellagio and like Mandalay Bay and all that when it was being built, which was cool, but yeah, like like the outskirts were still kind of a shit show. It looked like uh, the alternate future in uh, Back to the Future Part Two or whatever, Or <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know this casino and everything around it. Shit, like that's pretty much what it was. You know, yeah. What's funny is like I remember those days. Like my my dad, um, he was in the military, and, and one of his best friends um, was a guy who ran the Stardust. He was the head of security at Stardust. So when I oh. and we went to Vegas like every god every three months. So we were, we would always go there, but he would always take me around all these places. And I remember the strip was like I don't know, like there were I guess at that time when I was a kid, they were tearing stuff down and rebuilding stuff. And I remember the biggest thing I remember is the Excalibur came around. When the Excalibur was blown up, it was like a big deal, and it was just like wow. Yeah. And um, and then I remember we went off, I guess went off reservation for a while, (laughs) and we went around to some of those areas, like the old, um, I can't remember half the stuff. Like we went to place where like bars where like the beach was, and I don't know Mm -hmm. if you remember that place. It was like an old nightclub, and but all the locals would go there, like all the all the entertainers, the bartenders, and everything. And at the time, I was like, wow, it's like these guys just hang out in their own packs and their own groups, and Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of figured, yeah, because they just get harassed, you know what I mean? Like it's easier if they're all together and they work together, you know, versus getting like harassed in their off time. So you sound like you were in that scene for a while. Were you ever like, um, you were you ever slinging cards, or you ever like? Uh... Oh no, I, I was way too young at that point. Um, oh okay. But okay. I, I remember a lot of it, and I used to go out to a lot of it because I didn't really have much like supervision at the time. <laughs> so I would just go like on the strip and stuff as a kid, and like nobody really paid it any mind. But like when I moved there, dude, it was a crazy year. It was '96. Like you remember, like that was when all the big casinos got torn down to build. The yep. uh, were shot. You know, like a lot of stuff happened that year. Okay. It was crazy, but wow. yeah, like the was there the a lot of was there a lot of violence around there, like around that oh, that yeah. was related to that stuff. I meant like in your in in your neck of the woods, like. Oh yeah, no, like my apartment complex got raided. I don't know, probably five or six times when I lived there by SWAT for people that were on surveillance. Like, I had people in the parking lot that you know were like dealing. Some mm. prostitutes here and there, but I mean, we, we, just did, we weren't supposed to go outside after like seven o'clock. That was just kind of oh, given mandated curfew kind of thing. Yeah, because it was it was the hood, dude. It was it was like Northeast Vegas, like by Fremont. It was terrible. And now the houses are out of control, crazy. Now everybody wants to be. Yeah, there. that's that's what <laughs> I heard. Everyone wants to live on the west side, which hasn't changed. Like the east side's still pretty ghetto. Like not my complex is still there. Like all that stuff is still there, but. On the west side of the freeway, dude, like, it's really nice. Like, all the way up to Mount Charleston. Starbucks there. 
That's what I was It'd be nice, but Henderson fell off. So that's what I was asking too. You know, the first time I went to Vegas was in 2016, and as I'm in the like the Uber the Uber drive or to the to the hotel, you know, I'm asking the guy, "What's the neighbors like?" Or you know, what, "What's the neighborhood like?" Is Vegas all what it's cracked up to be? And he goes, "Oh, the outskirts are pretty good," but he said the different areas have have their uh, their their own vibe to them, I guess, right? Oh yeah. And, uh, and uh, the other thing I was wondering is that why the hell is Circus Circus still open? That's probably the, the most rundown casino probably still open. Dude, it's got to stay open. Did you say it's, that? It's got to stay open. Like, have you been to Reno? Oh, no. yeah. I, I yeah, Reno's like Vegas 10 years ago, always. It's always 10 years behind. I don't know what. Oh, yeah. So it's like, like imagine the Circus Circus without the cool uh, roller coasters and stuff to do yeah. and just like way more smoked out. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they still aren't even going to change it. So I just figure, like, they're probably never going to, you know. Yeah, Reno's I, just, it's all about, like, they they don't care about your family. They just want, you know, <laughs> they just want the hardcore alcoholics and the hardcore, yeah. um, and the hardcore gamblers. Yeah, because well, we, we've been to Burning Man a couple times and, and we always have to stay in Reno, obviously. And um, God, I'm trying to remember the name of the place, but it's cool. Was yeah, that? Was, they have decent food out there, which is cool. Like, throws it up in the mix, but. Yeah, outside of that, I mean, it's it's still pretty much the same as it was in like '95. <laughs> I can only imagine you're right. Like uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, where they have games like you know, Guess Which Hand, and like mm. games simple like Go Fish has like with money behind it or something like that. You know, <laughs> the most yeah, second hand games. It used to be like that, bro. Like everything that you see of that was like old school Vegas, and then even in like Casino, which is set, you know in the 70s yeah. but like they filmed it in 95 and that was exactly how vegas was on the outside but they go back and forth through a lot of casinos so like the main one's supposed to be the flamingo hilton and then when they're eating at the, the restaurant or whatever that's actually the plaza on fremont so they get the whole view of fremont behind them it's the same casino like are they trying to tell you it is yeah yeah it was crazy as my parent like i went you know after i both my parents are passed away but going through the the house it was like all the dealer cards all the the cigarette uh the matches the matchbooks and stuff from all the vegas you're like damn I, I totally forgot about that like you know the golden uh, the gold nugget back when they were like felt with gold lace you're just like ooh, fancy and then it was just like i don't know it's like you have to relive the moments and through these like uh, uh guest cards and uh and cigarette books and it's just i don't know it's kind of funny so oh yeah dude like like, like a, a 90s kid with like infinite matchbooks like imagine that <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. true it's, like, it's weird fire. it's like the weirdest thing like i don't know it, it's hard to explain i mean i literally still clean my house and i still find like how the hell do i have a, a flamingo you know um book of matches and i'm like man they're infinite yeah. i got all that kind of stuff dice playing cards i mean i have probably a four foot stack of just playing cards and dice and stuff like that it's just it's all from those days so wow. oh yeah they had to retire the deck like every night so you just got infinite deck yeah the the ones and they would punch that hole through it and you're just like mm -hmm. okay great so they, so they that's, leave them at like deck encounters and stacks and you could just take them dude that's yeah. awesome man but yeah, Vegas, I'd almost like, I think growing up in New York, man, that's le that had to leather you at some point, you know? So. Oh, no, like when I, when I came to Utah, dude, like I had to move to my grandparents' house and they lived in a place called Santa Quinn, which is basically like the very edge of Utah County, like super farmland down south. 
I had no idea what a Mormon was. I had no idea, you know, what any what, what Utah was about in general. I was just like, what the hell? And they put me in school, and there's like a, a dog and a couple of chickens in the hallway, and that's just like normal. You know what I mean? I went from like a <laughs> her kids' parents are in prison, and their you know brothers and sisters are gang members and stuff. And like that's just what I was used to. But then you know I went to literal farmland. It was wild. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy, well, man. Well, you de- you definitely have made it, man. So, in a sense, I guess you know the sky's the limit for you. And still, I think you have, yeah. So, you know, I meant to talk about it on the show, but like with Utah, it's like, you know, you guys, like you said, you get the staple of you know everything that people knew about Utah. I don't know, fifteen, twenty years ago, when we were talking about the beer and everything, and I was like, man, I, I really think that it's like it's it's changing in a in a positive manner, and I think you guys are now. I guess, in a sense, potentially going to be ce- celebrities that could be the face of, you know, Salt Lake City, man, in a sense. Yeah. I hope so. Like, every episode starts out, it's like, Salt Lake City, job, which we didn't make them do that, but I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> Do people ever spot you, like, when you're grabbing a bite to eat, like, you know, you're going, like, Subway and... The kid's like, oh, my God. Like, you know, does that happen a lot? <laughs> it, it, stuff like that happens a lot out of state. But, like, in-state, like, I, like if you're in the car scene, like, this sounds, like, super arrogant, but, like, a lot of people do know me. Like, I know everyone here. So, like, there wasn't, like, really, like, a new thing for them, you know? But, like, you will get a lot of random people like, oh, you're that JDM guy, you know? Or, like, people that you wouldn't normally see, like, at car shows and stuff. Like, those are those guys. What is it that uh, makes them recognize you is it are you wearing a jdm legend shirt or is it the beard or what's what's going on <laughs> well well the the funny part is like my beard is super short now like i've chopped it three times uh, so it's really like a number yeah. three right now it's and always the right hand drive vehicle too they're like oh well that must be the jdm guy right or well, i just look the same i don't know like i still have the hat like i'm still me you know like i just it looks like me they just recognize me anyway i don't know because I look different, like I'm skinnier and, you know, I don't have the, the nine-inch long beard anymore and all that. But it's kind of weird. That's nuts. Oh, um, Miles, we forgot to ask about the, uh, the, the shop truck, your, your 620. Y'all still mm-hmm. have that driving around? And <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Miles and I, we're both 620 owners. And uh, I, he's got a one that he's working on right now. It's blue. And then I have one that is like... Aside from having a little bit more patina, is is a damn near replica of what you guys have. Uh, besides <laughs> the stickers and the pinstriping, you know, it's just that it's like that 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 pink. It's not even red anymore. It's pink, the truck. Yeah. And uh, underneath mm-hmm. the hood, it's nice and red still. The interior, you know, it's it's, it's so sun baked the truck. But uh, you know, I saw that truck and I was like, man, y'all are giving me inspiration. Y'all are giving me ideas, you know, to to you know slam you, the truck lower. You basically or, have a yeah. If you never need a stunt double truck yes and you need to blow up <laughs> you got mike you got mike's truck you can always blow up i'll i'll lend do you, you the guys, keys uh, and... do you guys collect hot wheels oh yeah yeah so the the 620 is actually out or will be out soon like we got all the pre-release ones from mattel but they made one of it with our logo and everything on it um, i saw somebody was doing them on ebay they were like 45 bucks a piece but they were like customs yeah. They have customs uh with somebody made us one that was really good but this is like an actual like in the package, Jadian Legends Chantro. Oh, that's badass, dude. That is cool. Yeah, my, my bill, my truck is nowhere near the, uh, at least, uh, 
oh god, I still need to get the current tags on it. But I mean, it runs. I I, I rebuilt the motor, and I and I know what you mean about what you said earlier about carburetors and stuff. I'm like, you know, I my my dad's a mechanic of 30 years, and I that's kind of how I got into this whole mess. Just learning off him as a kid, and mm-hmm. uh, we we tried rebuilding the factory carburetor, and that was a complete mess. So the easy thing we do is just drop a Weber on it, and uh, it, it's it's been good. It was my daily for like a year and a half. I had lived in Atlanta for a while. Like, like and, the uh, downdraft 3236 Weber is like a staple of like yeah. the worst carburetor. Like that, that carburetor, I've had it on tons of cars. It will yeah. never die. It will never die. <laughs> That's cool. It can yeah, be 30 I, years old and then be fine. I, I certainly hope so, too, because, yeah, I'll, even now the, the, uh, the truck's in a garage and you know, I, I started up, make sure everything's running well, and and uh, you know, every man, two or three weeks, and uh, oh man, just no problems whatsoever. You know, aside from the yeah. battery, occasionally it, it starts right up. Mike's already killed out a 350Z, and now he's uh, he's trying to kill his right-hand drive Z32 right now, and <laughs> and then he's just like, and the only car that like runs and drives like and will constantly <sighs> take abuse is the 620, and I keep telling him like, dude, just pour a few dollars in the damn truck and. You know, keep it rolling. It, so it's been so good to me this truck, and I, I definitely owe it some more love. I mean, I've given it some, but not enough. Certainly not enough. But, uh, yeah, right, right so, now. Uh, the next thing we're gonna do is the Bibani like Watslink kit. I think on it. Oh, oh that, that. are you talking about the truck? Yeah, that's what yeah, I've got. I've got that. Yeah. I've got that kit in the garage right now. It's it's a dope kit because you don't have to cut your bed up. I think it's oh nice. dude, are, you, even with the Z thirty two brakes. Oh my god, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Like, I have that whole kit. It took him a minute to make it, um, and uh, when he sent it to me, I mean, it came to the house and it's it's stout. I mean, it is stout. It's heavy. I've got the frame all. I've got my frame all torn apart, and I started cutting away this uh, the other day. But it's been raining here like an sob. But um, I've been uh, just trying to take some time and cut up that to fit that whole, um, the five Watts, um, set up. So I don't know. It should be pretty sick when I'm done, but That's dude, awesome. yeah, he makes, he makes great stuff. I don't know why people haven't caught on to him yet. I think he's still kind yeah, of make under the radar. Dude, like he's just on eBay and yeah. Instagram. That's the only two places. If you just made a damn website with a freaking store. Yeah, what's crazy is I tell him the same thing, but I think he's kind of like, I think he has a daily, um, like a, a nine to five. And then he has two kids and he says, yeah, I got a guy who punches out all my stuff. And then I just spend like, you know, uh, an entire weekend welding up four kits and then the four kits are out. And I'm like, okay. And, and that's kind of yeah, how he those, does his the, thing. Those four kits like pay all of his expenses and then some. So I think if he just did it full time, then he could drop price on a little bit and then he could sell a lot more and make a lot more money. Yeah, I, don't know. I agree hundred percent. What do you guys got in the 620 right now? Like, what, what's that, What's in that truck? So the engine bay is shaved, and then it's like paint match to the patina. Mm. Cool. And then we have a, an L18 uh, with flat top pistons and a 219 head with a okay. Canon D2E manifold. We're running a dual McKinney 40s. Wow. Cool. 14-pound flywheel. It's got a dogleg five-speed. Yeah. Uh, out of yeah. what, the 280ZX or something or what? Uh, the S10 Sylvia. Oh, yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, that, that has a matchbox also, like, for ignition-wise, nothing crazy. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't take much. I mean, I bet that thing's a screamer on the highway. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a bitch to drive at low speed because of the flywheel, but, like, once you're in it a little bit, it's, it's fun. And it has a <laughs> reground cam. It pulls on the top end pretty good. 
That's cool. That's cool. If you just saying, if you ever need a 300 ZX Z32 uh, parts, talk to Miles or myself. We that's pretty much our our uh, that's that's how we met was through this this whole that whole car. You're talking about you're talking about the whole VG30 trying to make those things look nice, and I I couldn't I couldn't connect any more than that too because it's like, so I, true. I respect the shit out of that because like <laughs> I've worked on a few of those because people refuse to. And, yeah, they're know, they're interesting. Sad state, but <laughs> yeah. once you do a couple, you know, they're all the same. Yeah, no, they're, they're not that bad. It's just the the getting to everything. I mean, it kind of. Do you got small hands, or you got little? You got little bird hands, or you got you got big Some old banana fingers? Yeah, big. I got big ass hands. Dude. I wear like a... <laughs> dude, how do you do it, bro? It's, it's <laughs> my shit's fucked up, dude. I got scars and scratches and all kinds of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Oh my yeah. god! Hands up, you know what I do. Those are scars. Hey, I have one more question too. Actually, um, you know my buddy's friend. He's got a, an S30, and mm -hmm. uh, he was having distributor issues. And he was someone had told him about a new distributor, and he bought it. And it's a, a brand new distributor that has connected by Bluetooth that you connect to your yeah. phone, and you can do the like tuning on the fly with your phone that's yeah, a three two one ignition it's a european company is it yeah okay have y'all have y'all used them or have you had any feedback on that because i'm, I'm kind of curious about doing it with the 620 just because I it sounds cool. but uh my buddy his name is brian kippen he runs a, it's called uh, cad models on instagram but he does all like the z car garage axles and he builds all their stuff oh. um he only runs that and he loves it it sounds like a lot of fun just the, the, on the fly and the timing and 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 i just I, I when i first heard about it it just blew my mind i'm like this is exactly you know whoever took the time that company to to do just that i mean props to them it just sounds like that had to be competition inspired i mean it had to be you know when you're limited by a particular you know uh requirements it had to be it, i don't know when we were talking about it the other day i was just like man that's crazy uh, I would really love to try it, you know, up here because it's hot as shit in the summer and super cold in the winter. You know, it's high desert, and you yeah. know, also in a, in a car that runs total timing and doesn't have vacuum in advance. Just see how well that goes. Ah, uh, yeah, that and even would elevation play a point on that too, or is that mostly the carburetor that would uh, elevation? That's part, yeah, for that would be like fuel mixture, but you know, like like yeah. up here, it's just the temperature extremes because you go from 110. Yeah. To negative temperatures in like a six month period every year. Is that the swing? Yeah, I was I was curious about because we'll hit 110 or you know 105 you know pretty routinely, but the low Send, is 40 yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we we barely freeze. We know? barely I mean, freeze. It, if we do freeze, the whole city shuts down. We just had snow not too long ago. Like it'll, it'll snow like two three feet or a foot or whatever, and like we still go to work. Oh man, the guys out here, they down here, they they lose their minds. They everything stops, it seems. But yeah. so. it's it's really good though, because you know it teaches you how to drive in weird conditions. So then when you go to other places, you know, like you can do freeway speed or more like in the rain or in whatever, just because you know what's gonna happen. And yeah. A lot of people get scared because of the unknown, you know, like when am I going to die and all that and they just stop. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna let josh get some sleep man i'm sure he's got things to work on so oh yeah thank you yeah, we're making dinner it's almost done <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't want to take too much of that but mike you need anything else do you need to uh, no, i'm good down? 
Okay. Uh, me and you can stay on if you want just for a second, but uh, I'm pressing stop right now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast, hosted by Miles Hall, Mike Delashman, and produced by Isaac Rogers. If you like what you hear, find more episodes and other content on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Use the keyword Nissan Nerd or look for the links in our episode notes. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Write us a review, share with your friends, and provide suggestions for future content on the Nissan Nerd Podcast.